Hello, I am Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School, and this is the Yoga in My School podcast. I appreciate you coming and having a listen. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your comments, and your ratings. It truly is a blessing as it helps others to find us. The purpose of the Yoga in My School podcast is to empower you to share yoga and mindfulness with youth. Through the archives and this episode in particular, I know that you will receive inspiration, knowledge, and tools to help you do so. We also are big fans of building community, and we love finding people who are doing amazing things in the kids' yoga community worldwide. So if you know of someone, or maybe you are someone, who are doing something incredible and you'd like to share it, feel free to reach out. You can email me, Donna, at yoganmyschool.com with ideas for upcoming episodes. Appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day, and enjoy this episode. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Blog Talk Radio's show, yogainmyschool.com, with Reflections 2010. My name is Donna Freeman. I'm the host of this show and the founder of Yoga in My School. Um, currently, we're just kind of waiting for our guest, Ali Hamilton, to phone in. It looks like we are having some technical difficulties. Um, the call-in number is 646-721-9173. So hopefully she will join us right away online here. Um, but Ali is the founder of Yogi's Anonymous. And Yogi's Anonymous is an online yoga show that does live feeds as well as, or live streaming video as well as in-class um, classes. And I think we've got her online now. Hello, Allie. Hi, Donna. <laughs> Can you hear but me? I love live feeds, don't you? <laughs> I, yeah, I was calling and it just I, I kept getting disconnected, so I figured I would just keep calling and eventually it would work and here we are. <laughs> there we go. It's all good. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. To you as well and to your Thank family. Thank you. Thank you. So this past year was a big year for you. It was the launch yeah. year for Yogi's Anonymous. Yeah, we uh, we opened a year ago, September. So it's just a year and change now. Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, I know that I started doing classes online with you in March, um, but can you kind of explain the concept behind Yogi's Anonymous and... Sure. I mean, we have two, you know, two things going on. One is obviously the the local studio um, where we conduct public classes, and then we also have um, some of those classes that we stream live. And I think that's what you're referring to. Um, I can't remember exactly when we started. I think it was just maybe it was March. It might have been just before March, but um, that whole aspect of it was my my husband's vision and concept i'm not tech savvy at all um i can like you know get online and obviously i can email and i can get on facebook and stuff like that but i am not i would never have been able to pull this off so uh truthfully he was talking about it before we before we even opened the space and i didn't really get it you know um 
like, okay, you seem really excited about it, and I'm sure it'll be great. But I didn't really understand, um, you know, what what it meant until we did it the first time. And we streamed a class live, and again, I think it was sometime around March, and uh, I got emails from people in Australia and Hong Kong and... I mean, London, you know, and then I had emails from old students who had moved away, who took the class. It was just really amazing. So I kind of understood, oh, this is like global yoga, you know, Mm -hmm. really reach people. Um, And then I got very excited about it because I, you know, it was was the, the potential to just sort of spread the yoga grew exponentially you know it's one thing like you have your class people that show up locally and that's amazing but to also be able to have people tune in from all over the world is kind of wild so so that's the concept and it really is just you know the whole intention is just to spread more yoga um i think that especially in los angeles where i am but you know also in new york i mean there are a few places where there's a lot of yoga to choose from um, but there are many, many, many places across the country and the world where it's just there's not much yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there might be one one studio in a town or whatever. So, so people have been, I think, really excited um, just to have access to classes that are, you know, that are happening out here. And we have a lot of teachers that tune in too. So it's just been great. I mean, I've definitely um, kind of met a lot of people through just streaming these classes and it's been it's been an incredible experience and I'm really I'm really happy that we that we're doing it. Well, I know I really enjoy the classes as I've said, but one thing that kind of underscores all of the teachers and that you've brought together is a sense of fun and playfulness. Yeah. While I having the class. Yeah, we have a I mean, I feel incredibly grateful. Um I just I feel like we have such a you're such an amazing group of teachers, and um, I think that 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 is true. That's kind of the vibe of the studio is that you know we're definitely taking the yoga very seriously, but not ourselves so much. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of studios where you walk in, and I think you feel like you have to be really quiet, <laughs> like oh shh. But uh, you know, we're not definitely not like that. We're we're just I think you know trying to, excuse me, apply the yoga to real life, you know, and um, I think it's, it's, I think you can feel that, you know, that vibe even through the stream classes, so that's more my personality, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm from New York, I like to keep it real. (laughs) Yeah, keep it real, keep it fun, (laughs) it's like, it's all right, guys, it's fun. Yeah, it's also, you know, when you're, when you're taking a class, it's the physical aspect of the practice and you can definitely bring a lot of other aspects into it and hopefully people, you know, are are understanding that and getting that. But um the practice itself is so confrontational and challenging and, you know, your attitude really doesn't have to be. You know, it's just hopefully you can come into it with some curiosity and some fun and just the desire to explore like, what's happening with yourself and you know, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think laughter is is a key element, <clears throat> being able to laugh at yourself and retain a sense of humor. 
certainly helped me in the last <laughs> year and change. <laughs> like, I have two children and a business and I teach classes yeah. and, ah! <laughs> no, it's pretty, yeah. And we actually, um, I mean, I've talked about it before because it's still just it's such a it's such a trip, but we actually, uh, we went into construction um, on the space the same day I was having my daughter. So oh. I was literally in the hospital having contractions and the contractors were knocking down walls at the studio. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a crazy ride, but um, but you know it's definitely it's definitely been great. It's just been a busy busy time, and I think yeah, I think if I didn't have a sense of humor about things, I probably would have been like in an asylum somewhere mm. in slippers, like walking into the wall a long time ago. <laughs> so. So you teach at your studio, and yeah. I've also interviewed Brock and Krista. Yeah, because okay, they both teach there. Now, they do. And then there's a whole bunch of other teachers. Where did you find all these? Like they're amazing. Yeah. Instructors. Um, Where did you find all these people, and how did you bring them together and get them to buy into this doing yoga on online? The internet yeah. Thing? Well, basically, um, mostly most of the teachers on the schedule are people that I've known for a really long time. Um, some of them are, you know, friends of friends. But I've been out here teaching for 10 years um, in L.A. And so that's that's largely how I, when, when I realized that we were going to actually open a studio, which wasn't like, you know, it wasn't on my list of things that I wanted to do. It kind of happened um, out of necessity, but it ended up being this incredible gift. I'm really, I'm really happy that it, you know, things went the way that they went. Um, but yeah, when I realized that that's what we were going to do, um, and it was a definite, you know, it was a definite thing, and and we had signed a lease and all of that, then I started approaching people that I had known for a long time that I felt like, uh, you know, would kind of meet would fit the vibe of what I wanted to, what I was hoping we would, you know, create. Um, and I have, I've really, I think I've taught at almost every studio in town over the last, you know, since I moved here from New York. And um, and I just wanted to create a place where the teachers were really celebrated and taken care of. Um, I think that it's, it's a funny thing. I mean, I think when you are teaching yoga, it's, it's, it's you know, you're really trying to be of service to people and trying to help, um, you know, just trying to help people heal and open and live the best life they can be living. And I think that's huge. You know, you're putting your heart out there and your soul and your guts and everything when you teach a class. It's you're just completely vulnerable and um, and you have to have a lot of passion to do that and a lot of you know, again, just desire to help. And by and large, when you teach, it's just, you know, there's not a lot of um, care given back. It's, you know, it's difficult for a lot of teachers to afford health insurance. I mean, just basic stuff that, you know, you would hope, I mean, a lot of people can't afford health insurance. But, you know, I just, it's stuff like that that really motivated me to want to um, try to, you know, create a studio where eventually and ultimately we can really take care of people, um, you know, I just feel like you shouldn't have to worry when you're trying to, when you're trying to, you know, devote your life to helping people. You should, you should be able to keep a roof over your head and, 
walk into a place and feel really appreciated and supported and um so I don't know, that's that's definitely where I've been coming from this whole time and I haven't been able to enact my entire <laughs> vision yet, but again, we're just a year in, so um I feel like we're definitely moving in that direction and um I wanted to create a community, you know, where the teachers felt like if they had something to say or something to offer, you know, that they were going to be heard and um I don't know, I I I'm it was not a hard it was not a hard sell, you know. I just called <laughs> I just called my friends and said, you know, look, I this is what I want to do and are you in? And pretty much everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. And the streaming part was not um that wasn't really difficult either. I think that a lot of the teachers were like me, like didn't really understand, you know, what it exactly meant. Um, I think some of them did that are more, as I said, just more tech savvy, like have a better understanding of, you know, what that means. But um, I think everybody has been thrilled because, as I said, it's a kind of amazing thing. You go into Santa Monica, you teach your class, but then you start getting emails and feedback from people all over the world. It's crazy. Um, it's powerful, you know. I feel like it it really makes it possible to just begin to create channels um, of understanding and uh, commonality. You know, it's it's an interesting time. It's like we have the Internet and you have people – it's like one in four people all over the world are on Facebook. I mean, I think it's a similar thing with yoga. You know, we can really start to connect and bring people together from all over the world. That's that's huge. So, um, yeah, I think all of the teachers have been really excited, and we didn't know how it was going to go. You know, Donna, we put this out there, and we really haven't done any advertising. We've just It's just been Facebook. It's been grassroots. It's been word of mouth for sure. And, you know, last month we had over 15,000 unique visitors. So I feel like every month that number goes up. And I I feel, like I said, I feel like it's kind of limitless potential there. Um, and I'm I'm really excited by it. And then and at the same time, what's cool is that we're doing it live. So there's an energy to that, you know. Um, it's not perfect. It's raw. It's a little edgy. If I, you know, screw something up or whatever, it's like it doesn't get edited out. It's not yeah. all glowy and white and oh, it's not like that. It's just the vibe of the studio, which is like, you know, we're all human and, you know, join the fun, you know. I mean, so, yeah, it's been, it's and, you know, look, I'm talking to you. I mean, it's just funny. I've really met, I, I can't even count, countless people since we started doing this, so, um I have to, you know, take my, well, I'm not wearing a hat, but if I had one, I would take it off to my husband because I just, I definitely didn't, I didn't get it, you know, and now I do. And I'm very grateful for just to have that, that opportunity and that platform um, to, to spread something that I feel really passionate about. And I know all of our teachers do. And oh, for people that travel a lot too, like Brock and Krista, mm-hmm. you know, they they travel all over the country. It's been great for them because people tune in, and then when they go, like they did a workshop in Iowa, not too long ago, and all these people were there who had been taking their classes online, and it's just cool, you know. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of a wild experience. So, well, I know um, that I appreciate your classes 
simply prefer the on-demand aspect because I get up at silly hours of the morning yeah. and at 5 a.m., there you are and you're happy and you're upbeat and <laughs> I can get into a Hurt So Good workout and I'm like, uh, okay, yay. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think most people... Uh, we do have, you know, with every live stream class, there are always people that join in and take the classes that's happening, but there are also people, for sure, that are using the archived classes um, for that very reason, because they're, it's convenient for them. And, I mean, we've just had some really <laughs> some really crazy, you know, kind of great things. We had a student fly in from Seattle. to take. She, she had been taking... Charlie Samos's class, and she mm-hmm. flew into the studio to take class, and like left the next day. I mean, she literally came in to take class. So, you know, it's it's. I think it's. Uh, we had a guy come from Washington D.C. last week, and he ended up taking Charlie's class and then my class. And it's just funny. We have every week we have people come in, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I'm from Denmark, and I took your class, and I had to get in here." You know, it's just funny. It's like, yeah. uh, it's a good, you know. It's a good thing. We had a woman from Kansas City. She teaches, and she came into class like a few months ago. And um, now, you know, I I email with her. It's just it's just really. I think that it's a small community, the yoga community. But um, when you start to connect people from from different places, it really becomes more powerful. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's exciting. It is exciting. It's really yeah. neat to see that growth and, like you say, the building of the community. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So as you've been doing this, mm-hmm. what has been some of the greatest challenges, whether, you know, if it's at the work or in your life, because, you know, I'm sure that they blend one with another as, you know, your husband is your partner. And oh, yeah. No, it's definitely been, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely been an intense um you know, it's been an intense time. Um, I have a I have a four year old son and a my daughter's almost um eighteen months. And uh it's just yeah, it's been nonstop and, and that first year was particularly first like nine months of the first year <clears throat> particularly crazy because she she was up three times a night, so I you know, and uh and at the same time, you know, trying to nurse a business, nurse a baby, um, make sure everybody's taken care of. And and that's been, I would say, the biggest challenge for me is just to, you know, do my best to show up for everybody um, in my life, you know, the way that they deserve to have me show up. So, you know, my kids, of course, come first. Um and my, you know, my family and all that, but but then the teachers, you know, it's like I've really done my very best to make sure I'm available if somebody needs to talk about something and, um, you know, find ways to to support. We have just, like I said, I mean, you said, I mean, we just, I just feel like so grateful and so passionate about the people at the studio, the teachers, that I want to do everything I can to, um, you know, to help them and support them and stuff. So, that I would say that's been the biggest challenge for me is to um is to to do that to to show up for people and then to have a little compassion for myself, you know, when it's not perfect and it's definitely not perfect from time to time. Um just not to beat myself up, you know, it's it's I'm human. So 
I definitely have a high standard and I know what I like what I'm trying to do and um um you know so yeah for me that's been and just to find a little balance and carve out a tiny bit of time for myself the one thing I have done that I learned from having my son the first time um is just to make sure I get to take a class every day so uh well six days a week I usually take a day off but um I didn't do that when I had him. Um, I didn't leave him for like 18 months, you know. So I would practice at home, but it was just, it's not the same. I mean, a home practice is is awesome if you can really, uh, you know, turn off the phones and shut the doors and make sure you have that 90 minutes or however much time you need um, to, to, to do your practice. But when you have an infant around, it's like there's no way to really make that happen. So... I learned that, and uh, so this time around, you know, once I was good to go after having my daughter, I mean, I just got back on my mat in the studio, and that, I think, really has kept me sane and relatively balanced through all these different things, and um, just another another time in my life where I'm really grateful to my yoga practice and just unrolling my mat and getting, you know... Taking time for you so that you can yeah. do Yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, it's just, you know, you have to fill your tank so you have stuff to offer. And, um, and I, yeah, it's just, it's, I have such a different relationship with my own practice, too. I think that, I think having kids changes things where you just have a different appreciation and, um, respect for your body and, you know, with a miracle, like, to be able to, grow people and have them it's kind of wild and um just to look at your practice in a different slightly different way i definitely feel it it has changed the way i practice and the way i teach and i'm really you know i just i yeah i don't know what i would i don't know what it's i can't even envision what my life would look like if i hadn't started doing yoga yeah <laughs> 20 years ago so exactly. anyway yeah all right let's Go into two minutes with Ally Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> All right. So two minutes of kind of quirky questions. Whatever comes okay. off your mind, just you know, that's the answer. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Your favorite <laughs> breakfast food. Ah. Okay. So I went off gluten, um, like over when my daughter was about three months old, and it sounds I know so L.A. Like oh God, really no gluten, but. Um, <laughs> But what was happening is I, I would nurse, and then she would have tremendous, like, she was just struggling a lot every single time, and I cut out everything I could think of. <clears throat> and then I finally, one day, it was like, well, <clears throat> maybe it's maybe it's wheat or something. I, you know, I don't know what else it could be. And so I went off, I just and it was hard for me because, you know, if you don't eat, if you're a vegetarian, then it's like um, the grains and the bread and the pasta, it was like... <laughs> Those are the staples, you know. But uh, anyway, I went off of it, and so, and then I started feeling way better. I mean, I can't even, I used to have, like, a stuffed nose all the time, just slightly stuffy, not, you know, terrible, but chronic and gone. So anyway, so I just led into that because now I, my favorite breakfast is I have this gluten-free bread, (laughs) this prairie bread. It's, I don't know, I just love it, and I usually put a little whatever, peanut butter and jelly or raw honey or, you know, and that's it. I'm good to go. There you go. Okay, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. 
<laughs> yep, coffee, not going to lie. I I I I wasn't drinking coffee for 10 years. Um and when I was 7 months pregnant with my daughter, um my son was like two and a half. My husband had to go to Berlin for a month on business and he's a musician as well as everything else that he does. And so anyway, um I was exhausted. <laughs> And I went to this coffee place, and I ordered a chai. And I asked the guy, even though I knew, if it had caffeine. And he said, um, yeah, but I can I can make it stronger if you want. And I said, great, whatever you can do. <laughs> so he gave me a dirty chai. I didn't know what it was. I drank it. It was delicious. It tasted a little, like, chocolatey, espresso-y, whatever. But I didn't think anything of it. And then I went to the playground with my son, and I was like, that mom that's like flying around the playground, you know? <laughs> so um, I went back the next day and like hooked me up with that dirty chai again. And what is that, you know? And he's like, oh, it's, it's you know, chai tea with a shot of espresso. So he totally broke my, my yep. decade-long coffee fast, and I have not looked back. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I have, yeah, I have two little kids and a new business and no sleep. I'm just not going to beat myself up for having a cup of coffee in the morning. So... I do have tea also, but um, but coffee is definitely how I start the day, and I do it unapologetically. All right. Your favorite <laughs> subject in school? English. Okay. Um, Madonna or Beyonce? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, my first answer is neither, but I guess if I had to pick, I would go for Madonna. <laughs> I mean, as far as, like, playing stuff in in class, neither, for sure, and, you know, but I, you know, I mean, I mean, Madonna, you got to give her, you got to give her props, even if she's, you know, she definitely pushes the envelope, she's a strong woman, and so, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, you know, Donna, I don't know, I'd probably just stick with my original feeling, which is neither. (laughs) All right, a place you'd like to visit, but haven't yet. Hmm. Um, I think Ireland for some reason. I yeah, I've been sort of feeling that lately, you know. I don't know why. Okay, last question. If you were a vegetable, which would you be? <laughs> I would be um hmm. Which vegetable would I be? I would probably be <sighs> I'm going to say sweet potato first, but that's really a starch. <laughs> I'll count it as a vegetable. It's all good. <laughs> all right, great, done. Done. Broccoli okay. is not really, it's just like a boring answer. I like kale. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I should just say I'm a vegetable. That's how I feel lately. Like I'm just a vegetable. <laughs> I'm just vegging out. I don't know. There you the brain go. is mush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're getting into the holidays. I'm sure your kids are totally wound up today, seeing as it is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah, yeah. And uh, are you guys doing a big thing tonight or tomorrow? What, what's happening we, in your house? We have our tree, so we're going to we're gonna trim the tree tonight. And um, tomorrow we're just going to be here at the house, and I have some people coming over, um, you know, friends and students and other teachers and It'll be really casual but really nice, you know. I'm I'm a big fan of the stress-free holiday. <laughs> so, um, big fan. Yeah, I really appreciate 
a nice, mellow holiday just with people that you care about around you and no stress. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And my my son, um, this is the second year in a row where I've been sort of amazed because, you know, my daughter doesn't, she, there's a tree in our house, but that's about as far as her, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't know what's yeah. going on. But uh, my son, you know, last year he was three, this year he's four. So I figured any time now the list was going to start, whatever. He's just not that kid, you know, um, which I'm really, I mean, it could change, so I'm not, you know, not attached to it. But it's, he's, he asked for, like, two things, and really what he wanted was a tree. So, um I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think part of it is like, uh, you know, I do. He does. He gets to watch a couple of shows that are like educational, but no commercials. <laughs> and I really think that's like the whole thing. I really do. I think the commercials are like, oh, forget it. So, um, yeah, we have like a TiVo, and so I do. I record two shows for him, and he's he gets to watch those, but he doesn't get inundated with the like, you know. The commercial brainwashing. No, so it's so far been able to stave that off. I don't know how long that will last because you know, it just seems to be the the culture, and you know, your kid ends up in school with other people, and you know, making lists and stuff. So who knows? Maybe next year, if I talk to you, I'll be I'll be working with like a whatever twenty item list. But it's been pretty easy so far, you know. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, your kids are just getting excited about it all. So you Yeah, and I started to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that it gets harder and harder, you know. I'm sure it gets oh, harder. Oh, but it's and so much fun, just, right? It is. And you know, he's I was like it's a funny thing because um I actually struggled with the whole Santa thing. Like, do I do I tell him that there's this guy that like comes down the chimney and is this what I do? Because I'm basically like lying to my kid, you know. Yeah. But, uh-huh. but what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, but then I talk to a lot of people that they're like, "You've got to be kidding me! That's like the magic. You can't, you know, you have to let your it's childhood. You got to." So anyway, I've fully embraced the whole thing now, and we have all the presents hidden away so Santa can bring them tonight. And I did also talk to him about like what what it's actually all about for the first time this year. So it's cool. I mean, it's an interesting thing when you're a parent, you know, and you have to start to think about, like, what you what you believe and what you feel um, in a profound way. You know, it's one thing to sort of just – you can kind of brush over these things a little bit, you know, when you're on your own. But when you have kids, it's like you do have to be able to answer these questions in a way that is is meaningful to you. And it is important. It's you know they're impressionable, and what you think really matters and makes you know has an impact. So I've been I've been finding lately that the older he gets, the more intense the questions become. You know, um, not just about Christmas and stuff, but also you know he's he's starting to grapple with death, and you know the people yeah. don't Lots last forever and ever. What was that? Lots of big life questions. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really, you know, it's just an interesting um, experience to, as a parent, to sort of have to answer those questions. Obviously, no one has, no one has all the answers. I mean, I think there are people who think that they do. I posted something recently, and you know, some guy wrote back with this whole, whole sort of thing. But anyway, it's some 
getting off on a tangent, but you know, I yeah. I think that really what your kids want to know is what you think, and so um, you know, it's been a it's been an interesting um, just an interesting chapter here as I as I start answering these questions to really look at that stuff is it's pretty cool, you know. It's yeah. they really are like your little teachers, your kids. You know, you have to you have to be very um, present and thoughtful about what you're what you're saying. So anyway, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. We oh, are out of time, and I appreciate everything that you do for Yogi's Anonymous and oh, bringing it into my you. house and my home. Thank you, thank you. I you know appreciate your your support, and thanks for inviting me to to talk today. A pleasure. Well, happy holidays. And happy holidays to you. I will look forward to more fantastic classes in the new year. Thank you, Don. I'll do my best. I'm sure all of our teachers will. <laughs> all right. All Take right. care, Alex. You too. Bye. This has been Reflections 2010 with Amy, Allie Hamilton. We are pleased to bring you this reflection series. Um, at the end of the year, we have two more interviews next week, one with John Friend on Tuesday and then Waylon Lewis on Thursday. Join us for those. Share these interviews with your friends and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a very Merry Christmas. Namaste.